This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Joining us now to talk about all of this and what is ahead for President Trump, again with the January 6th committee next week, looking like they may make some sort of criminal referral. Where does his campaign go? Where does this battle against free speech go? Somebody who knows him well is his former senior advisor and former attorney, Jenna Ellis, who joins us now here on the Rita Cosby Show. Jenna, thanks so much. Great to talk with you as always, Rita. Thank you. And what a great day for President Trump and, you know, his uh, decisive leadership that he has set out with this plan to actually protect free speech, utilizing the executive office and partnering with Congress is exactly, exactly the plan that America needs. And I hope that this is a wake-up call to every potential Republican candidate who may challenge him in the primaries, that if they don't also agree to this platform, they should not even be considered. This is exactly, exactly what America needs to modernize the application of the First Amendment. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because he is uniquely qualified, Jenna. I mean, you you think about how much this impacted the race. I mean, I don't even know how you quantify the damage that happened to him in the sense. And you're an attorney um, and know him very, very well. And you sit there and you go, wait a minute. Here he is. It's a week before the election. And now we know that Twitter, according to everything that came out from Elon Musk and all the independent journalists who were working with him, they were suppressing his tweets. They were not allowing it to be shared. They were not amplifying it. And at the same time, they were suppressing everything on Hunter Biden. I mean, talk about stilting the race. Yeah, it, it very well could have been outcome determinative. And even though we cannot uh, precisely quantify um, exactly how that affected the outcome, what we do know is that government agents were colluding with big tech and essentially uh, transforming uh, big tech and Twitter into government agents that were unlawfully censoring. And you have uh, Jack Dorsey, who testified in, in front of Congress, that clearly uh, what were lies, whether or not he knew it at the time, is the big question for potential uh, perjury charges there. And I think it's interesting that he's openly tweeting about it. If I was his lawyer, I would be telling him just shut up at this point. But, you know, um, maybe he knows better than lawyers. But um, but this is exactly why President Trump in his lawsuit uh, previously against big tech, everybody laughed when they said, oh, please, like Twitter, government agents, collusion, whatever. But President Trump was absolutely right. And he's being proven right. Uh, right now. And his plan to ban federal agencies from colluding to censor Americans, and even more than that, enact criminal penalties for federal bureaucrats who partner with private entities to violate our constitutionally protected rights, that is exactly what we are missing. And every Republican and even every Democrat who purports to love the constitutional protections in this country needs to pledge that they would enact those types of bans, that type of legislation, and enact a digital bill of rights. Where do you see his campaign headed to, Jen? I have to ask you because it's so interesting that he's doing all this, right? You know he's announced, of course, he's the only person so far who's announced that he's running. 
And you look at some of the new polls do have DeSantis up. I tell everybody, and you know this, you know, all too well, never count out President Trump. It is so early on. Um, and DeSantis has yet to debate President Trump. That could be a whole different game changer, um, whether he even decides to run or not. Um, where do you see the 2024 race headed? Yeah, well, you know, I think it's interesting that people tend to see the lens of politics adjust what's happening in the here and now. We don't even have a 24-hour news cycle anymore. We have a 24-second news cycle. And so people are immediately forgetting what Donald Trump's track record was over the last four years of his administration and how much he accomplished on a foreign policy level, on a presidential level, that uh, Ron DeSantis won't be able to claim. But right now, when people are, um, I believe, unfairly comparing, for example, his you know, NFT release that I personally think would have been best on a different day so that it didn't overshadow his censorship announcement, it just gave the mainstream media an easy way to deflect from the substance. But the comparison that I think is, is unfair and unfortunate is saying, well, you know, Trump's releasing an NFT, but look at what Ron DeSantis is doing in Florida. Well, Ron DeSantis is a current incumbent of an office. So, of course, President Trump right now, if he were in office, he could immediately enact and do the things that he's some of the things that he's talking about in his announcement today. And what we need to not forget is that in 2016, when President Trump did not have the track record yet, when he made promises, through his first four years, he kept all of those promises. And so I think he's going to have some stiff competition with Ron DeSantis. I'm a huge fan of Ron DeSantis as well. But, of course, you can never count out President Trump. And I think that we need to compare apples to apples instead of apples to oranges. And, you know, I want to play a comment, too, um, because you're right. And and listen, it's a long ways away, as you just said, too. I want to play a comment because he's obviously going to be dealing with the Adam Kinzingers. He's going to be dealing with... The Liz Cheney's, he's going to be dealing. There's, I've never seen anyone who's had to deal with so much incoming, even within their own party. It is wild, Jenna. And Adam Kinzinger made this comment. I want to play it today because it's just, I just thought it was so shocking. Basically equating Oklahoma City, the bombing in Oklahoma City, what happened there, um, to essentially January 6th. And just these things he said about the Republican Party that he's still a part of. Um, but take take a listen. Yeah, I want, to, I want to get your reaction because I knew you'd love to chime in on this one. Listen to this one, Jenna. Today, limited government means inciting violence against government officials. Following the Oklahoma City bombing, former President George H.W. Bush publicly refuted those who used fear to gain support. In stark contrast, our leaders today belittle and in some cases justify attacks on the U.S. Capitol as, quote, legitimate political discourse. The once great party of Lincoln, Roosevelt, and Reagan has turned its back on the ideals of liberty and self-governance. Instead, it has embraced lies and deceit. The Republican Party used to believe in a big tent, which welcomed the tired, the poor, the huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Now... We shelter the ignorant, the racist, who only stoke anger and hatred to those who are different than us. That is an amazing comment from someone who still claims to be a Republican. What's your reaction, Jenna? And boy, you know, they're going to be throwing barbs left and right at President Trump. And we'll see what the January 6th committee comes back with next week. 
Yeah, well, you know, good thing that Adam Kinzinger, after uh, January, will be reduced to the irrelevancy of the platform of, you know, maybe MSNBC or some, you know, stupid talking head show like that for the leftists. Um, But I would love to know what his response is to someone like Representative Nancy Mace, who very brilliantly just a few days ago in Congress asked a witness if extreme rhetoric on social media is a threat to democracy, like what um, Kinzinger and, you know, some of these fake Republicans are suggesting about, uh, you know, President Trump and falsely suggesting that he incited violence, all of those things. And, you know, this this activist, this leftist, Alejandra uh, Caraballo, I think is how she pronounces it. Um, you know, of course, she's like, oh, yes, of course. And then Nancy Mace puts up a couple of her own tweets that were literally calling for accosting and harassing Supreme Court justices at their own home. And when Nancy May said, okay, so is this an example of the online call for violence? She was like, oh, 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 you're, you're not giving me enough context. It's like I'm, Nancy Mace was reading her own tweet. So I'm wondering, it, rather than just simply bloviating and suggesting these false comparisons with January 6th and you know, something like the Oklahoma City bomber, uh, what would Adam Kinzinger say to someone like Representative Mace and these types of tweets, because the only way this only goes one way where they try to say that the online violence and these hatred and bigotry and, you know, racism and blah, blah, blah is only stoked by conservatives. But but people who are still Republicans in name only, like Adam Kinzinger, fail to call it out when it actually is present on the other side. And that's what makes him a hypocrite. Yeah, boy. I mean, that was just so inflammatory when he said that. Um, Before I let you go, Jenna, what do you think is going to happen next week with the January 6th committee? Um, They're saying they may make a criminal referral. We don't know if it's President Trump or someone else. How does that complicate his campaign or not? I'm just curious from your perspective. And do you think he might even have some sort of legal action he could do against maybe even some of the former uh, Twitter folks for the suppression on the other end. Right. And, you know, I'm sure that there are uh, lawsuits being contemplated, not only by the Trump camp, but also others like uh, my good friend James Woods, who uh, was one that was uh, taken off and suspended, even though there was no violation. Um, And there's, you know, there's talk about a class action uh, lawsuit against some of these uh, Twitter agents who acted like that. And I think that um, those types of things should be contemplated. Uh, We do need to look at whether or not people like Jack Dorsey and others who testified in front of Congress that we know were false statements, uh, whether that amounts to perjury, if they knew that at the time. Um, But as far as, you know, the January 6th committee's report, and, you know, obviously, full disclosure, I was subpoenaed by the January 6th committee, um, you know, made a production that nobody on the left ever wants to talk about, about, you know, over 9,000 pages of documents of evidence that I gave to them, but, you know, still were in this whole, like, oh, there was no evidence of any shenanigans of 2020. Well, you know, none of you wanted to talk about that. But as far as the report, I think it's going to be a nothing burger. I don't think it will impact President Trump's campaign whatsoever. Um, he is he has rightly laughed off what they've done as a political partisan circus. And the only reason that they're talking right now about making criminal referrals is so that they can get attention. And it doesn't look like to the base of the Democrats that's now Liz Cheney's bread and butter that they utterly failed, which is what they did. Yeah, and it's interesting. I, I was saying I, I talked to Dick Morris, and Dick Morris thinks there may be a charge coming, um, and he still thinks the president will, you know, just keep fighting it. Uh, he'll see it as a, you know, a political shenanigan. 
and that he will ultimately get the nomination. He thinks he'll also get the presidency. So it's so it could be a combination of all these things. Uh, but, boy, it looks like a lot of politics and they're trying to do whatever they can before January 3rd. That's for sure. Yeah, well, you know, it's so great that we have voices like yours that are willing to talk honestly about this. And Dick Morris as well. I saw him up in New York last week with uh you know, the Newsmax Christmas party and some other events and, um, you know, just love him. He's a great conservative voice. And I'm so thankful that people are willing to stand up and be bold and speak the truth about the political theater and partisan stunts that have no business in American politics if we are all first and foremost Americans. But it's definitely going to be an interesting two years. Yeah, it sure will be. Jenna, thank you very much for joining us. Always great to have you on, Jenna. Always so great. And if I don't talk to you before next week, Merry Christmas. So thank you so much. Thank you. You too, Jenna. Thanks so much. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.